I'm Jay, and I'm a pharmacist at a big box retail store. I've been practicing for eight years, and you're listening to Rebuke. My name is Sean. I am a medical assistant at a um, Kirkland Cardiology, and I've been doing it for over 10 years, and you're listening to Rebuke. Everyone, this is Marcus, the realest man in Huntsville, and you're now listening to Rebuke. Today makes the 14th episode, and we got a great topic to discuss. Once, uh, first of all, I want to give thanks to everyone that's been supporting my podcast and sharing it with their friends and family. I truly appreciate that, and I need, need y'all's uh, continuous support by you donating, don- donating for my podcast for my cause by going to the Cash App. Rebuke, that is R-E-B-U-K-K, I mean, K-E-E-0-6. The cash app again, and I forgot, is the dollar sign, R-E-B-U-K-E-E-0-6. So the topic I want to discuss is, uh, is everybody's been talking about this, but I want, I I feel that we need to discuss it in in detail and, and, and since everybody's talking about it. Um, the coronavirus has been the first uh, coronavirus has been confirmed in the United States, I believe, in January to, uh, 2020. Ever since then, we have over a million cases, over 58,000 deaths due to the coronavirus. And we have over 275,000 cases in the U.S. alone and over 7,000 deaths and, uh, in the United States and rising. You know, um, we had several rumors about it, just droplets versus airborne. Only old people get it. Now you see young people are getting it. Um, uh, then it was a crazy rumor that black people couldn't get it. But now you see black people flying, f- falling like flies. So I want to talk about this topic, but I want to talk about the people that are actually on the battlegrounds uh, uh, on on this, so I'm, the name of this show is called the Essential Warrior, the the people on on the front lines of the coronavirus. So I have uh, today on the show is Jakarta Robinson and Sean Mack. Hey, say hello to the people, everyone. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hey. All right, cool, cool. Now let's go get the show started. Now, um. I gave everybody statistics and everything, but um, the key word or the key people that are still working today, they're considered the word essential. Now, and both of y'all are essential employees. So in different realms, one in the, you know, one of you work at a retail store and one actually work in the hospital. So my first question is to you, Jakarta, um, and then I'm going to go ask you, Sean, what does it feel like to being an essential worker during the pandemic? 
and are people treating you differently uh, because of the pandemic? Um, to me, um, it feels like my normal day-to-day routine. I mean, I go to work and do the same things. So the craziness that happens in a retail pharmacy, this is just something that we're just, for the most part, used to. Um, I will say a lot of people have expressed their gratitude towards us, which is really different. Um, I've never had so many people actually just be so thankful that we're still working. Um, I think that they think that the world is just going to shut down and they're going to be left without their medications. But honestly, yeah, um, at, at first, you know, I was a little terrified not knowing, but I would say you got to do what you got to do. And the pharmacy world just keeps on ticking. Okay. I forgot to uh, do that. So tell everyone uh, what you actually do for a living. I am a pharmacy manager for a big box store. So I am basically in charge of the entire pharmacy, um, my staff, um, just everything. So if a pharmacist is not on duty, the pharmacist does not run. Okay. All right. Sean, tell everyone what do you do and um, what? how does it feel to be an essential worker during this pandemic? Um, so I'm a medical assistant in a clinic office, which is uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, um, and actually, lately, I've been working the test sites um, to where we're testing patients for the virus. Uh, <clears throat> so um, has anything changed? Um, for us, considering that it's a clinic site, it has changed because our patients are no longer coming in to the clinic. We're doing a lot of um, online or um, on the phone um, appointments. So that has changed, but um, and now that I'm working on the weekends doing the testing site, um, so I'm up close and personal at that point with the um, with this virus. So that that's something different. Um, so we when we test for that. So, um, but um, I agree with Jay. Uh, everything people are showing their gratitude towards us. You know, they're very thankful that we're there to um, to call them and they're still able to come to, not come to their appointments, but um, be able to have their appointments continue. Because uh, I work in a, in cardiology, so this is with the heart and they appointments are very essential to have. So we're still able to keep them going during this time. So they do show a lot of gratitude. Uh, has your company t- t- treated y'all differently ever since this pandemic? Uh, uh, go ahead, Jay. Um, I would say um, they've tried to accommodate, um, like, decreasing our hours. Um, I actually recently, like, very recently, got um, we had a change in our higher-ups. So they are more accommodating to our mental health. If we need to take time off, if we feel like we're scared or we don't want to work, I think that they're very accommodating in that manner. Um, our hours have shifted a little bit, but with even though we're closed a shorter amount of time, I'm not working 13 hours a day now. I'm working only 10. I mean, a lot still happens in that 10 hours. We're getting people through. Um, so there's things like... She did mention, like, they're going out to cars. We are offering curbside and curbside pickup and changing the way we run. But I think, yeah, our company is more open to making sure we're healthy to perform the job. Okay, that's that's very good because I, I, I seen the – 
I see a lot of articles and I hate to say it, Hobby Lobby looks like, sounds like they don't give a damn about their employees. But what about you, Sean? Has your, has your company treated you differently ever since this pandemic? Um, I, the company I work for is very accommodating. They actually, our schedule has changed. So where I am, they started a thing where it's team A and team B. So like next week when I go to work, I only have to work two days out of the week and they still accommodate our pay and everything with this. So, um, this week, this past week, I had to work Monday, Wednesday and Friday and had Tuesday and Thursday off. So they, they're accommodating towards our mental, our physical. And then when we're there, they're making sure we have the mask and the um, clothing and the um, protective gear that we need to be there. So they are. Are looking out for us, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, I bet you do. <laughs> okay, um, I've been hearing this term th- thrown out several times, and I totally agree about it. So, uh, Sean, do you believe that you should receive hazardous pay for working in these conditions? I think I not only believe that we should receive it. But I think like even people who work in the fast food restaurants and you know, just anybody who's out and have has to be out working in these conditions, I think that they should, um, uh, should pay. More. Okay. <laughs> I got, I'm with you. I, I, I totally, I believe y'all pay should drastically increase during this time. So what about you, Jay? You think you should get receive hazardous pay or are you, are you living comfortably as is? Well, I right now I'm on the fence about the hazardous pay. I don't get as close as Sean might, but I have opted not to give immunizations at this point. So during a consultation, I feel like I have enough distance. But yeah, there are times, um, I'm just going to throw this out there, some of the things where you hear about these places giving employee, hourly employees, like extra bonuses for coming to work, that does not apply to us salaried people. So us salaried pharmacists, store managers, they're showing up each day, keeping these places running, and some of them are not receiving those bonuses. I'm not saying it's going to happen or that extra pay. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it's not in the works from my understanding. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It is very taxing sometimes to get up in the morning and just say, oh, I'm going to deal with this again. But, you know, I'm just keeping hope. And I know that I signed up to help people to be a healthcare worker. So to me, I'm just doing what I signed up to do in a sense. Now, if it ever gets to the point where we're like New York or something like that, I may think a little bit differently. Okay, I got you. I'm glad you brought that up, Jay. So you said you said that sometimes it's very taxing getting up. So did, have you been, has it been times you were like, man, I don't give a damn about being an essential worker right now. I'm tired. Most definitely. I'm not going to um, pretend that it's an easy thing. I mean, we deal with a lot of people each day. Um And I don't want to jump the gun, but some people's thought process just blows your mind sometimes. And um, people, when they're worried, scared, they take it out on the first people that they see. And then a lot of times you're just like, "I, I don't know if I can do this. But being a leader in my store for my employees, I got to hold it together. And sometimes it's very hard. Mm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you gave me that that, pe- that nugget. I, I'm, I'm glad you you're being honest with the people. You, you sound like you had something to add. You ain't got you got something to add, Sean, or are you good? 
Well, I, I mean, I, I know exactly where she's coming from when she says that I um, pay attention to my supervisor when I go in. I really appreciate and just so proud of him for how he's held it down. He's fought for us. He's held it down. And um, he keeps us calm, you know, when the leader is, you know, keeping it, have it together and keeping it calm. So I can understand how they could be exhausting. They could be overwhelming for a leader, you know, someone in that position, because um, that's a lot that's a lot to take in and you know mentally that's that's just that's, that could be very overwhelming so I, I understand exactly where she's coming from and I get that you know we're human and so I get that so you really have to someone in her position really has to get up in the morning and make a decision a, a strong decision you know to to be committed to to the job or the position she's in so I get that and I greatly appreciate her for that as well so for her co-workers, for her, her workers that works under her, I really appreciate that. Okay. I love the love. I love the love on the show for each other. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip around here. Now, I I go grocery shopping. I had a, um, you know, I don't have no mask. So I use my Kente scarf and I wrap it around my nose and my mouth. And I had somebody make fun of me, right? Like, like she's like, that's supposed to protect you. I was like, I was like, hell, it's better than nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I see when I go to grocery stores, the store, and you know, grocery store workers are considered essential workers, but I don't see some, some of them with the proper equipment, gloves, protective glass, masks, et cetera, to protect themselves. Uh, do you believe companies can do more for the essential workers to protect them? And if so, what? Y'all already told me that your job's doing a great job, but what about the essential workers you see out and about that's on the battle on the battlefield field with you all and you don't see them being protected? Do you think that it, it needs to be uh, ramped up and, and be and more for them? Well, I think I'm going to start off on this one because I, I'm working in the public and I'm going to go out there and say this, that the gloves are pr- to protect the worker, not the people that are getting the particular item. Um, you notice I might have fussed about a fast food restaurant that I can't, had an issue with. But for the workers, the gloves, that's fine. I, we don't particularly wear them in the pharmacy because it's a strict protocol to sanitize and wash hands. So we do that. Okay. Um, as far as the grocery store workers that are handling money, they should be wearing gloves. Um, as far as the mask, the company went out and said that because the CDC didn't originally say that this was a necessary thing, they weren't required. And if we were to wear them, we had to provide our own and they had to be to a certain standard. So with me, I would personally choose not to wear them because I can keep my physical distance. And it's very hard for me to project my voice and speak when people have to hear me. Um, So yes, people should be provided gloves and masks if you're going to be in close contact with others. Um, We're in the process of getting sneeze guards in front of our pharmacy to where people will have to basically, there's a plexiglass piece that will go in front to eliminate the need for masks. Okay. What about you, Sean? 
So um, the the um, mask and everything, yes, I just think everybody needs to be educated on these gloves and these masks of when and how to wear them. Because if you're keeping on the same pair of gloves all day, you have contaminated those gloves and you are touching and contaminating everything that you, you come in contact with. So I just think um, I think it's OK for the gloves and the, um, and the mask. I just think everyone needs to be educated on it. Okay, I, I I can dig that. Now, I just got finished grocery shopping about a couple of hours ago. And I got a routine. And I'm going to need y'all to answer this. When I go grocery shopping and when I'm done, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, I strip butt naked in the garage, go straight to the shower, come from the shower, then I come back in the garage and try to get my groceries and I bleach everything before I bring them in the kitchen. That is how this virus has changed my life uh, drastically. My next question is, what is your routine after the day is over in a, working in a dangerous environment? Do you do something similar to that when your day is over or you do something different? I want to go, Sean. So my routine um, is when I go to work, I pretty much get in and wipe everything down, like from the um, blood pressure cuff, from the um, temperature gauge, from just everything that I know that a patient is going to be around, even though they probably... Hold on, hold on, I'm talking about when you're done with work, when you come home. Oh, when I'm done. Okay, okay, my bad. Um, so when I come home, I take everything off, including shoes. I leave my shoes out. Um, because I actually wipe those down as well. Um, so, and then when I take everything off, I take a shower and I throw my clothes in the washer or I like my scrubs, I soak them in um, hot water and then I put them in the washer because I try to keep them separate from other clothes. Um, so I do that. I take a shower and um, put my clothes on. But for the most part, the shoes I try to leave out um, and wipe them down after, after I like take my shower and everything. If I take everything off. <clears throat> okay, what about you, uh, Jakarta? What are you doing after you've been working in Corona field atmosphere, and you got to go home to your family? I believe I believe you have a son, and you and engage and stuff. So, what what is your routine as soon as you get out of that car and about to go well, in the house? I am. Um... I am a little embarrassed to admit this. Well, one, we'll, we'll start with this. My son, he's with my parents um, in North Carolina because as soon as school was out, I knew I was going to be working. So partly out of fear and um, convenience, he's there now. So we're good in that arena. Okay. Um, but I do, because I don't have as close of a contact, I do my normal. I take off, you know, I go now, I make sure I take off my clothes go change into something or get directly in the shower, but I don't necessarily wash my clothes right away. I have a basket for my dirty clothes, but I try to be mindful not to sit on anything when I get home because I do wear a lab coat at work or I do wear a white coat. So, and I don't typically sit when I work, so I'm constantly moving around. Um, other than that, not really. I just make sure I shower before I get in the bed and change my clothes as soon as I get at home, get home. But other than that, I don't feel like it's that dire because I'm not actually touching anyone. Okay. And no one's around me coughing and things like that. Okay. Yeah. 
she's she's pretty much because because she has her lab coat on so that's pretty much covering what she's already you know what she has on under it yeah. but when we work the testing site like we have to change clothes while we're there after we're done we have they have a um they set up tents and everything for us to go in we have to bring up another set of clothes and we have to actually change out of everything that we had on um and change into new clothes while we're there okay so, and, and normally you don't usually do this no but that's just because of the testing sites and we're up close and personal with them with them with patients at that point okay so your so your 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 routine has changed as well since the uh, coronavirus pandemic, right? Gotcha. Now, Jakarta, you you educated everyone that you are a pharmacist, and I know a lot of people have been asking you uh, what to take to prevent the virus or as a pre- pre- preventive measure. Um, I've been taking vitamin C and um, B six and apple cider vinegar. Is there something else that the people can take to as a preventive mechanism for the for the virus? Okay, so this has been debated back and forth. So the best thing you can protect yourself on a daily basis, the best way, is to just lead a healthy lifestyle. You can get some of your vitamins um, from supplements, but really these aren't proven to really boost the immune system. So mind you, these are supplements. Now, if you get sick, vitamin C, zinc, they've been shown to reduce the duration of a cold. Um, But leading a healthy lifestyle and wash your hands that is the best thing i can tell anyone right now wash your hands thoroughly don't touch your face um and as simple as that just hygiene oh so if that's the case why is damn vitamin c b12 and the zinc uh are empty because i was trying to look for that stuff to this morning and i couldn't find it and you're telling me something well, totally different well, I'm not saying it won't help, but the the benefit is minimal. So what I'm saying is I take a vitamin C every day. It's part of my normal routine, but I also know that I don't eat a healthy diet all the time. So I do take these supplements. Um, they, they will have a little effect. So let's say you take vitamin C, but you don't eat a healthy diet. You're replenishing what's not there already. So it's nothing wrong with taking these supplements, but people shouldn't get this false sense of, oh, well, I'm taking this immune booster. I can go out and do whatever I want to do. Right. Um, and I can be around other people because it, it really doesn't work that way. So yes, it may have a little benef- benefit. I'm not saying it's not beneficial at all, but I want people to understand that supplements are just that, supplements. And if you go into reading the studies and like the percentage and how much it actually boosted the immune system, it's not as great as you think. Oh, you ain't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, I'm saying you can still take your vitamin C. Like if you were to ever get sick, we say drink uh, drink your orange juice, get your vitamin C because it does decrease the duration of sickness. But I wouldn't say it's a foolproof preventative method from getting sick. It just doesn't work that way. All right. And I think to answer your question, why are the shelves and everything empty of the vitamin C and uh, other vitamins and stuff is because nobody's really educated and they just think this just like everybody went out and got the tissue. And it's like, why is everybody buying up all the tissue? You know what I'm saying? Like, what well, does the tissue have to do with it? Yeah. So, yes, ma'am. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and the same that goes for people asking for antibacterial soap for the life of me. 
I'm like, regular soap, they weren't buying regular soap because they had to have antibacterial. And I said, you do realize we're, this is a virus and an antibacterial soap, it's not going to matter. You can use regular soap and it's just right. as effective. Exactly. <laughs> well, good luck trying to find both of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't find nothing. All right. I'm going to the next question. Um, it sounds like y'all already answered some of it, but as an essential worker, what are people doing that is aggravating, stupid, and dangerous and needs to stop ASAP? I'm going to go with Sean. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, for, to, for me, what I see every day is the fact that the, with the gloves, and I'm not a, a physician by any means, but the gloves is just there. Keep the same pair of gloves on all day. And I'm like, it's the same thing. It's just like, you just need to wash your hands. Like, if you're going to wear gloves, if you, I'm not telling you not to wear them, but if you're going to wear them, you need to change them often. Just as much as you need to be washing your hands, you need to change those gloves. So that's one thing that's aggravating me. Okay, I'm going to speak on them gloves. I've I seen a dude, <laughs> man, he had on gloves, and then he had he was talking on the cell phone with the glove. I was like, what the hell are you doing, man? Uh, I, then uh, after talking to a few people, I stopped wearing gloves because, I mean, I, I see the cross-contamination with y'all talking about, and I ain't trying to have that – that happened that so that was that's not what aggravated me i'm gonna tell you what's really aggravated me later on but you got anything else you want to add sean before i go to jay no she can go ahead and she can take it yeah <laughs> go ahead jay well you know me i see a little bit of everything but i'm just i have two one are the masks if you're gonna wear a mask i'm not against it but wear it properly i i can't tell you how many people put the mask on and drop it down either below the nose so they can breathe or to talk to someone. They'll pull it all the way down to talk to us. It does no good if you don't leave it over your nose and your mouth. Um, My second thing is when we're talking about just going out in public, so mind you, big box store, lots of people. I saw the other day, and I see this quite a bit, Three-month-old, both parents in the store. I couldn't understand why they would bring the baby into the store when both parents were there. Um, mm. Just leave your children at home. if you. I know that's not possible for everyone, but mommy and daddy in the store plus the baby, one, one adult can come in the store and handle that. I agree. Yeah, my, 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 my gripe is that it seems like people don't give a damn about the six-foot rule. And we've seen, I, I, I don't, I don't talk about racism or talk about race much on my podcast, but it seems like the white people don't give a damn about the six foot rule. And I, I'm trying to grocery shop and, and get my stuff. And they're coming down the same aisle. I turn the opposite direction, make sure I try to keep stay away six feet or whatever. And they're just piled up on each other and they don't give a damn. That, that will, that's what aggravates me. Cause I feel like I'm a borderline going to smack someone because you won't give me my six feet and and that I might have to put a sign up saying that, uh, give me six feet or get shot in the back of my t-shirt. Please don't do that. (laughs) 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 Um, and I think it's just one of those things where, um, we, 
we are people and we're human and we're we're attached to one another. So it's You're not we're not used to, to I, I know, I get it. But we're not used to being apart from people. You know, we're not used to being distanced from people. So I just think people, we go out, we wake up in the morning and we know all of this is going on in the world. But at the same time, we get out and we can kind of forget or, you know, just kind of be, you know, our mind can be kind of like caught up in something else in the thinking process that we're not actually just realizing or um, thinking about what it is we're doing that because nobody's walking around saying, oh, I need to be six feet away from this person. It just hasn't gotten to that point yet to where people are. I am. Are, but go ahead. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's and, and it's it's more than just white people. It's, it's a lot of people. But I just think it's just something that people are, are you know, so connected to people. And we're so want to be up under people that we don't just realize, the, you know, the, how close we are up on someone. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to agree with her because, you know, we're used to this. It, it's hard to break habits, you know. Right. I remember the first time I tried to go shake, and I'm not a handshaker, and I think someone tried to shake my hand. I'm like, you know, and we want to be polite and we want to be courteous, but people just don't, I guess it's just so usual or it's routine that it, it, they forget. And so I don't think it's intentional all the time, but some people have no concept of space and, you know. Okay. Yeah. Breaking habits is hard because <laughs> when this, when the virus and the news started coming out, when it first started happening, I was I went home to Mississippi and th- down there we were still hugging, we were still you know dabbing it up and speaking and all around each other. I actually went to a fish fry when I was down there, <laughs> so and I'm looking at these people like I'm coming from Alabama where they're shutting everything down and telling you to stay apart. Whereas in Mississippi, they like, man, whatever. And they still loving on each other. So, you know, people just is, is like, like she said, you know, it's a nature of habit and it takes 21 days to break a habit. So, and if you ain't trying to break the habit, that's just not going to happen right then. You know what I mean? And that's how I think that's the problem in the United States. We're not trying to break this habit. And it seems like it's affecting and, killing a lot more people than it should have to but that's another show another topic but um i'm gonna go go with my my last question is and i think y'all already said this but i'm going to dive into what would you like the people to know at this time um about being a central worker and what would you like to tell them that could possibly save their life? Coming from the environment, the work environments that you're in, I'm going to go with uh, Jakarta and then I'll let Sean end it. Well, I'm just going to stick with the old, just wash your hands. It's, we're going to have to go in public with what, whatever we need, groceries, whatever, wash your hands, and limit your amount of time in public spaces. And I think that we will get over this. Practice your six-foot rule and um, just wash your hands, please. Because I, in the 20 seconds, it's just so important and people just gloss over it. And that's probably the easiest thing you can do right now. All right, Sean? Yeah, I agree with her. Wash your hands and be mindful and be respectful and also try not to be think selfishly. But- 
because you have to understand that, you know, if you're out and about, you you have to definitely protect yourself, but you have to also think about it as, you know, if you, I think if everybody's just thinking away of as I have to be careful and, and um, protect myself, because if I don't, I can spread this to someone else. So just be mindful and be respectful and just keep your hands washed and just, um, you know, try your best to protect yourself and stay in, follow the guidelines, you know, if the government or whoever is telling us to stay in, stay in as much as possible. If you don't have to be out, don't be out. Cause what I've uh, noticed um, is a lot of kids, not kids, but young adults, like in their twenties, early twenties or, or pre in their twenties period, you know, they're not used to being in the house and they want to be out. So they'll decide to go out anyway, no matter who it hurts. So to me, I think that's a selfish way of thinking. Um, but, you know, they're young and, and in that stage of not knowing. So I just think, it, you know, we have to think of, of the thing of the fact that we can possibly spread this. We can harm ourselves and we can spread this. So let's just try to follow the guidelines and just keep your hands washed. And if they say stay in, stay in if you don't have to be out. All right. Thank you. So I would like to end it like this. I would like to thank um, Jakarta and Sean for not only being on the show, but actually being the essential worker and being on the front lines uh, of this pandemic. Because I know it's hard. Hell, it's hard for me to wake up uh, and do a telework inside my house every damn day. But I'm also blessed to have a job to go to. So I can't, I can't be too negative about that, but I, I truly appreciate, um, I'm speaking for on behalf of the people that listen to the show. We appreciate you all, you all waking up every morning, trying to, uh, give us some glimpse of hope, uh, working at being a pharmacist and being a, a medical assistant at a hospital, uh, keep up the good work keep on the grind and hopefully this will pass over and, and hopefully y'all companies will give y'all a big bonus and, and has this pay. Now this, <laughs> um, this is my show with a rebuke and look forward to the next episode. And you always know, you always know that I leave out with my famous saying knowledge is power. Economic freedom is salvation. But if you bring the, put the two together, um, you, we can build a great nation. This is my show, and thank you for listening to Rebuke, and we're out.